Welcome back to Dev Theory Podcast, the podcast about everything web development. We talk about how entry-level developers can get into the industry, code tooling, our coding journeys, interviews, and more. What's up, Sean? How you doing? I'm good, man. This is going to be an interesting podcast for sure. <laughs> Sitting in a coffee shop, um, so you're gonna you're gonna hear some energy in the podcast that you haven't heard before. Right, they're used to your your nice sultry voice and a nice mic, but today they get to hear coffee shop noises. <laughs> yeah, I still hopefully have the voice because I uh, I have the mic. Just um, oh, you yeah, you man. brought your Yeti mic. Oh, dude, I did. Can you not tell? No, I can't. (laughs) That's hilarious. I got to make sure I'm using the right mic then. Let me check. Yeah, this is Yeti. Audio. It's it's not bad. Just just the background noise. Yeah. Um, Oh, well. Yeah, Yeah, man. So what's going on with you? Not a whole lot, man. I mean, we, uh, sorry for missing our last, um, uh, if you're if you're looking for that that next episode on on uh, Wednesday, we we kind of got off our schedule here a little bit. Um, we're trying to get back on it, hence the coffee shop. Um, so so yeah, I mean it's uh, we're I'm good. Um, big news! I uh, ended up accepting a a new job, um, and that's that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Um, as you guys know, I I. Uh, told my story about how you know i'm i was in a company where i i my main job was doing react stuff with um an education startup where i um was was revamping this platform for for our product and and uh you know that job was great i think it was it was a a good time there however um i felt um you know, I was I was a bit underpaid for the market, and I didn't have great benefits. I didn't really have benefits at all, and so those were the reasons why I was leaving. And 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 um, you know that you know that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Just kind of that journey and how I ended up getting this job, and and how I um, even got interviews at all. Um, you know, I'm I'm about three and a half, four years of experience. And so taking that into to mind, I, I ended up um, finding this job relatively easily. Um, luckily. So, yeah. Um, what do you want to ask me, Sean? Nice, man. So you don't have to mention the company. I don't think you have, but like, do you want to talk about pay and how you secured that? Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said, my, my current job right now, or the one I'm leaving, um, they, they didn't have really any benefits and, and the pay wasn't up to market. And so those are the main thing reasons why I wanted to leave uh, my company. And, and so I ended up getting in contact with a, a recruiter. And I, um, there's, there's a few of them on NashDev that will kind of poke around. And, and so I got connected um, his name's like Taylor Deason or something like that. He he actually p- passed me on to somebody, one of his coworkers in the company called Vaco, which is a recruitment company, and um, and so I got in contact with her. Uh, we started a chat about uh, different opportunities where where I was at with with my job search. You know the typical questions like what are you looking for. Uh, I was I was somewhat open to contract work. Um, kind of on the side 
uh, and then so she, you know, she, we were just kind of chit chatting, chit chatting back and forth about uh, what I'm looking for, and and you know, I I started to express that I that I wanted benefits. I you know I wanted uh, to start a family soon, and and I have a wife, and so those things were pretty important to me. And so she started to look around her connections and, and the way that if you're not familiar with the way that recruitment works is typically companies will hire recruitment agencies or or whatever you call them to, to go and find good applicants on their behalf, essentially. And so, uh, Vaco, for instance, would then go to, uh, or a company would go to Vaco and say, Hey, we want, we have this job description. We want this out. We have this salary, uh, we have these restrictions, blah, blah, blah. And they would give it off to Vaco and then they would go out and find candidates. Wait, so, so you used a recruiter? Yeah, yeah. I should, man, I didn't know you were going for a recruiter. Did you talk to Spin Man? Spin Man? Yeah, he's at Vaco. Who's that? Man, you missed out on an opportunity to meet a really cool guy. Oh, yeah? You know yeah, Vaco? So, yeah, man. So they, they sponsor Burrow Dev, our monthly, um, actually our yearly fee on meetup.com oh yeah um, i'm directly connected with spin man at vaco and um ever since like 2018 i think they've been sponsoring uh burrow dev man oh, wow. and paying every six months they pay uh for our our fee which is 98 dollars which wow. is i mean to me that's a pretty hefty fee every six months and yeah, they sure. they fork it over so yeah man i didn't know you're using recruiter i would have plugged in yeah, I didn't know that. Shoot. Well, yeah, I mean it's it's all the best. Once you but... meet once you meet Spinman, you won't forget him. The dude is <laughs> Spin is that his real name? Uh Spazinski, I think. Spazinski. You call name. him Spinman. <laughs> yeah, he says call me Spinman. Uh well they're they're a cool group of people. I mean, they're really on top of it. Like this this girl I, I worked with at Vaco, she was great. She um yeah, she was super knowledgeable about everything. Like she knew the technologies I wanted and and she's she was targeting that. And 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 you know, kind of a little bit of a tangent, but I uh you know, as you as you you'll start to realize as you get into into the industry is like you'll definitely get contacted by recruiters almost at any stage of of your career. Um and you know, it's uh, there's some better than than others essentially. So some will come to you and be like you know, I have this job description for like Java or something and you're a JavaScript developer and they just don't know like that those t- technologies aren't the same. And so you'll definitely get those kind of people. But then you'll, there's there's definitely a few companies out there that are really good and they will um, they will work with you and they understand the technologies and what you want. And so in this case, Vaco was one of those companies. So I highly recommend working nice. with them. Um, yeah, they're across the, the US, right? Like it's there's a Nashville branch, but... I believe you can use Vaco outside of Tennessee. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, they I know they I know they have a Nashville branch, but I didn't realize they're all over the US. But but yeah, so um kind of getting back on track, she she was was able to submit me to I think like five different companies actually. And uh and they were all kind of in the in the same description as what I wanted. One was was actually a Node.js developer which was interesting. Um, one was was working kind of in, like in the web RTC space, which is like video streaming, kind of like what we're doing now over Google Meet. Um, one, one is kind of in the insurance space, 
where where I'm actually at, where I actually accepted the job. And so, uh, you know, I got these these. She ended up submitting me to a bunch of them, and and I was pretty open to anything. And I told her that that you know just go ahead and submit me, and 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 she seemed to be pretty confident that I could get in the door at M places based off my resume. And sure enough, I I did. And so. Um, awesome yeah i mean very quickly after that i ended up getting confirmation of a few different interviews and man it was a wild week um it was like just back-to-back interviews you know they were in the morning and then there was one in the afternoon and it was literally like two in a day at least for like a week and and so it was it was just wild and and so uh my very first interview uh was for the node.js position and this this thing was kind of like uh, you know, I was, I was going to be working on a, a bunch of different projects kind of in the, the fintech space, which is financial technology space. Um, so kind of working on like banking stuff, bank, like re- revamping banking websites. And it was, it was almost like an agency that, that, um, took a bunch of different, like antiquated software and re- rewrote it, rewrote it in modern technology it was pretty cool. And, and so, uh, that was the Node.js developer that they were looking for. Um, and I, I think I only had like, I think I had an initial conversation with them and then I had a second interview with them with like four of the developers and they were just asking me questions like, uh, you know, how I was do how I did with API stuff. If I worked with TypeScript, if I, uh, kind of like the full gamut of, of questions when it came to that. And, uh, shortly after they actually, uh, it came back really quick. Actually, they gave me an offer on that job. All the while, I was I was still interviewing for other jobs, uh, two other jobs actually, and and all the while actually she was submitting me to other companies that were interested in me, and so I was getting like a few Man, other she was requests. Really care of you. Yeah, for real. I was like, dang, like I've never had this experience where like all these companies want me, which is kind what of was, what was what was her name? What was whose name? The recruiter. Oh, her name was um, Mary. Mary from Vaco. Mary. From Vaco, what's her last name? Because I might connect. <laughs> I'm stay, not sure. It's man. good to stay connected. I'm not gonna yeah, go. Exactly, I'm yeah. not gonna go against Spin Man, of course. But it's right. nice. You gotta go with Spin Man. The um, it's He's just man. nice to to stay connected for sure. Though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just That's get a, a good sense story. of the market. Yeah, she was hustling. Yeah, absolutely. She she was killing it, and and so. Yeah, I, I uh, ended up getting that offer there and, and there was a few other companies that wanted to interview me, but I just so slammed in that week. And, and uh, since I got that offer, it really sped things up because now that I had an offer in hand, all these other companies kind of had to get with it. And to, if they wanted me, then they needed to, to give me an offer. And so, yeah, it's um, called leverage. Yeah, yeah leverage exactly. at that point. That's awesome. Yeah. And, and so, um, uh, I had my next interview was was actually the company that I'm with now, um, and I uh, it was a similar process actually. I mean, it was uh, one in- introductory conversation where I just asked a bunch of questions. They asked, you know, they asked me a few questions, uh, kind of just told me about the what's going on and if I'm still interested. And then I had another interview. Uh, I think either later that it was either the next day or the same day where I got uh, to to be interviewed by some of the, the advisors of this startup. And, you know, they're kind of like people that come in and, and, and are making sure that they're not necessarily employees of the company, but they're, they're coming in and making sure that they're, they're doing well and that, uh, 
you know, they're, they're on track or whatever. And so one guy was like a pretty, pretty veteran developer. Another guy was more of like a financial dude. Um, and, and so they were just asking me questions like, you know, how, how would you solve problems? Uh, how do you, how do you go about breaking down a problem? Um, what, what, are, what are some traits that actually the very first question they asked me was, uh, what are some traits that if you were hiring for this position, would you want to see, which was an interesting question. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of a softball, honestly, but, uh, you know, I was like someone who can communicate well, who can, uh, who doesn't have a big ego, who can, uh, come in and be a team player, uh, you know, all the things that I felt like I am. And, and so they, they seem to be really happy with that, that answer. They, they literally were like, yeah, that's exactly what I would, uh, I would say. And I, you know, there's a few other things that I mentioned as well. Was um, it all uh, Nashville companies that you were reaching out to like that they were reaching out to? Uh, the, there was a few, I know the one I'm at now is, is Nashville based. Um, but there was a few that was kind of scattered and then, um, there was, you know, there's the headquarters in, in Franklin or something. But then they have other other uh, uh, areas where they're at. And then the, another one was, I think, out all the way out in like Massachusetts or something like that. Um, so uh, it was kind of a wide array of things. But but yeah, I mean, both of these companies are still uh, they, they were all remote, which was really nice. Um, and and so that was a big d- deciding factor for me was, you know, I've I, I really wanted to continue being remote and that was wait, you don't want to work in the office. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, not really. I mean, you know, it'd be nice to have a change of pace every once in a while, but, um, I think for the most part, I I like to stay home. Yeah. The commute is not fun for me. Um, I've seen, uh, I think it's on Twitter where there's a lot of employers are like, now that COVID's calming down, they're requesting their employees mm-hmm. to come back in. And so mm-hmm. recruiters are, are a lot more busy. Yeah. <laughs> the employees are like, nope, I don't want to go back into the office. So I'm going to start looking. Um, and I've, I've heard quite a few stories like that. Yeah. I mean, I think times are changing. And I think a lot of people are realizing that their team can work just as efficient or more efficient at home. And, you know, it just gives you more flexibility. I feel like I'm, you know, I still get my work done. I still do everything I can to, to make sure I'm getting my stuff done. But I, I have the flexibility to go to a coffee shop or, you know, walk my dog or, you know, have lunch with my wife and stuff like that. So I, there's, a, there's a ton of perks that, that I can get with working remotely. And, and so I, I definitely like it more than going into the office. Um, but, that, yeah, that's another conversation. But... So, yeah, I mean, um, so, you know, after after all these interviews, I uh, so I ended up actually getting two offers uh, uh, from from two two different companies, obviously. And um, and so it was it was kind of a tough decision, honestly, to um, to one was was less pay, but they had benefits. The other one was more pay, but they didn't have benefits. And it was, it was a tough decision because I obviously that, that was one of my, the reasons why I left my last job was for those reasons for benefits and, and obviously being underpaid. Um, but the, um, I ended up actually taking the job where, where I don't, don't have benefits, but they, they offered, uh, more, more in salary. So, um, I'd be making 120 K, uh, at my new job, which is a pretty significant bump from, from where I was at. 
uh, I think it was like a 67% bump from my last job, which is insane. Yeah, you um, don't you don't get those type of raises or jumps in really any other industry. Yeah, I, it's, it's crazy. Software no. engineering, man, offers some crazy bumps. I know maybe CEOs. I'm, I'm sure there's more other industries that offer, like if you're a high demand um, type of career. But um, yeah, man, software engineering, it has some crazy uh, salary increases just simply changing jobs. For sure. I mean, you know, granted, I, I was underpaid at my last job. Uh, but still, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think it it's something that if you're able to do it and you have the experience and, and you can make that jump, you can definitely increase your salary. You know, I would say one caveat to that actually is is do that with caution, just because if you're jumping around a lot, that's definitely a red flag. That's actually something that that was brought up in, in multiple interviews that I had. Where they were, where they were concerned about how many jobs I've had in the past four years, and and you know I've I've had good reasons for each one of those. I've actually only left one job, well now technically two, um, but if you know if I kept if I keep going down that route, I think it's going to become more and more of a red flag. And if I don't have an explanation for that, then you know people are probably probably going to be less inclined to hire me just because then they might think that I I would leave after a year or whatever. So do that with caution and and you know i i think and in in if you go the contract route yeah i don't think it's as much of a flag if you're you know what i mean yeah the uh the contract route you're not employed anyway so i don't know that's just something to consider i know whenever people that we've interviewed one guy i mean he mentioned it was partly because he had a visa and so based on if he was employed or not, and I think his visa was only valid for a year or so. I'm not sure. I forget the details, but it was related to to him getting that visa every time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, if you have good reasons for it, like if you're a contract developer where, you know, you're only doing six months at a time, like obviously that that's what it is. You know, that's not it's not like you just left that you just finished your contract. So. I think it depends on the the direction you go and how how it makes sense for you. Um, but as long as you have good reasons for why you're leaving a place, I think that's typically where you can get around those things. Like you know, every time that someone asked me why I was leaving, I gave them a good answer. I was underpaid and I don't have benefits. And so those were those were like you know pretty pretty apparent to these people. They're like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah, I understand why you're leaving now. So uh, yeah, just make sure you have good reasons, but. Yeah, so I uh, I ended up taking that job, and and what what was nice about this is that you know it's fully it's fully remote. There's no expectation to go into the office. Uh, I don't even think that we they have an office at at the moment. Um, but you know they they ended up to to kind of offset the 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 benefits piece, and that was a concern I brought up to them quite a bit. And they actually raised the the salary, so it was going to be at one ten, but they raised it to one twenty. Um, in order to kind of offset those those expenses, and they also give me a, a stipend, three hundred dollars a month for uh, any health insurance, which is pre tax. So it, I'm assuming it will just come on my my sal or like through my pay stubs, but then I can use three hundred of it to go towards any expenses I have in in the health care region. So uh, 
yeah i mean there's there's definitely some perks there and they uh, you know also have like stock options and and uh some uh i'll also have um I'll have stock options and I'll have, they'll, they'll pay a certain amount of my uh, internet bills and, and all of that. So there's, there's some perks there. And, and I think the, with the offset of the salary and, and they actually um, initially wanted someone contract to hire, but they, they actually made it full time after interviewing with me. So, you know, they seem to put a, a pretty big value on, on my expertise and they really liked how I interviewed. And, and so they, uh, they ended up giving me the offer. Yeah. Crazy. Awesome, man. Well, I think that does it for the most of this podcast. Anything that you want to end on? Yeah. I mean, you know, like one of the things that they, that I was a little bit frustrated with in in, in a couple of the interviews was, and I'm sure, you know, I've gotten asked this before of like how, how technical do they expect you to be like in the interviews and one of the one of the job interviews that I had was was uh, so it was like five different interviews. One one of them was just like a conversation. Then another one was a conversation. Then I had another one with the, the developers that were like asking me technical questions, which I, I could pretty much answer the, every one of them. Um, and then I also got a an assessment from this thing called Woven, which was a like a, a technical assessment where I went through and and like they would ask me a question of like more theoretical, like how would you solve this problem or how would you describe this to another developer? And then there was another problem of like hitting an API. And then there's another problem of like displaying data, depending on that, the values that come back from the API. Uh, and then I had another interview where develop these developers um, came on and, and uh, basically went through like a, a coding exercise with me that was it was in javascript um and it was like some sorting algorithm or something that they wanted me to like parse through and and see how i can make it better and you know to be honest like i'm not like i don't i'm not great at those interviews like the the especially the ones where i'm just like put on the spot and like like have to like sort some like random or algorithm thing like that that's typically not how i work and so you know i didn't do great on it and that's actually why they they ended up going with somebody else um so all that to say is like i yeah, it's good to be prepared for that kind of thing but but in my opinion a lot of those like coding interviews that you might get like they're in my experience they haven't really been like applicable to how i actually work and so it's a little bit frustrating to be shut down because of those reasons and 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 it's like well i don't i don't like memorize things on the top of my head like i don't you know i don't know like I'm, I'm Googling away and I'm like trying to figure out problems that way rather than like trying to come up with like better solutions. Off the top. They did a little bit, but I mean, it, it just felt weird to do it because it was like, like I'm, I, it wasn't like it was cheating, but it was like, I don't know. It, it just didn't feel like very intuitive the way that they wanted it. So, uh, you know, maybe that, maybe that I just need to get better at, at doing like random data algorithm problems. But, but yeah, I just felt like I, I, it wasn't like super applicable to like how I actually work. And a lot of it wasn't like vanilla JavaScript is react. And, but either way, I do need to get better at, at doing like vanilla JavaScript stuff and just getting just a better understanding as a whole. I mean, that, that comes with just time and experience and everything. So, but yeah. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to dev theory podcast. I'm Sean Willis with our co-host Isaac Weber. If you like this show, leave us a review and share it with your friends. 
If you're a tech company interested in sponsoring this podcast, you can email us at sponsorship at devtheorypodcast.com.